than the first game against the Spirit. But then also, once the game started, it felt kind of similar to the first game against the Spirit, which is that, um, yeah, the Washington Spirit are very organized. They're difficult to break down, and they have a ton of pace up top. And... uh. I'm like, I'm drawing a, I don't don't have any strong statements, really. It was, yeah, it was just kind of a, it was a tactical match. It was something where uh, at the beginning of the match, Chicago came out very strong, like they like to do recently, trying to get that goal in the first 15 minutes, like they like to do. And they had a couple shots at it. There was one moment where I think Yuki Nagasato sent a ball just a little bit too high for Aaron Wright. There was mm-hmm. that one moment where Nagasato was completely unmarked in the box off of a free kick, mm-hmm. um, and and she didn't even realize exactly how much time she had and, and kind of whiffed it to the left. Um, so they had moments where they could have been a little bit more lethal, and that was where it looked to me like this was a team that had just traveled. This was a very, like, on-the-road yeah. sort of start yeah. for them, it yeah. seemed like, like. Yeah, like, here we are. We have traveled. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, the tour, the tour has started. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I wasn't shocked that after a while, Washington kind of played into it, but also it's Washington didn't have a ton of dangerous moments either. Um, so yeah, it, it was like, it was, and I, I think I said this in the recap, it was just almost like there were, there were good pieces of possession put together, but just that final ball sort of fell just not either not to the right person or just like the, it wasn't the exact right moment. And um, yeah, Chicago had to kind of figure that out. Julie Ertz was working very hard in this game, both like mentally and physically. Yeah, no dope. I I mean that when I I said like, I just, yeah, just strong individual performances uh, in this game. I mean, the red stars, I think um, within the first 15, right. They're just breaking it down 15 by 15, right. For each of these halves, uh, First 15, I think, was was all Red Stars, right? You, just to piggyback off what you said, they came out right away um, searching and, like, attacking like they have typically done uh, in their most recent uh, victories. Um, kind of almost felt like there was a strong possibility like the Red Stars were going to get this sort of opening goal like they had been within the first 15 minutes. And when it didn't happen, I think that was one of my first uh, reactions in covering the game and sort of live tweeting and stuff was that, like, wow, like, Washington Spirit have absolutely shut out <laughs> the red stars in the first 15 minutes so i guess you could say that that's impressive like question mark um especially too just because of some of the attack and opportunities that we were seeing from the red stars i mean casey short like right off the back was just uh helping to facilitate some offense for the chicago red stars that she has been the entire season you know it started with with sam kerr trying to, to link up with aaron Wright. um you know, who was celebrating 100 caps, right? So congratulations yeah. to, to to Aaron Wright doing that all as a Chicago Red Star. And it would have been really cool, you know, to, to see that really quick opening goal from a player like her, but just didn't happen. Bit of a block shot there. I believe it was from uh, Bledsoe. And then Casey Short trying to get a, a ball served, uh, served into to Kerr, which she did. It was great. Kerr was able um, to get on that, but unfortunately her shot ended up going, uh, I believe it was like missed, like right on the sort of the far post there. Yeah, that's right. And, and even Tina Davidson too. There was some really yeah, cool she had a shot. Of, yeah, 
link like link up play like yeah. between her and Nagasato like that was really cool to see but yeah just the the getting the opportunities but just not necessarily maybe being on target and just not the finishing just sort of uh wasn't there and then for for the spirit I think it's important to know in, in this game I know we didn't really go through the lineup but for for this game in par- particular this Washington spirit team we I know in the preview for last week we talked about how maybe this is gonna this game was going to look and possibly feel different from the last time these two teams faced each other just because of the two squads that were going to be out there, Chicago Red Stars having some of their players back that they didn't necessarily have uh, during the World Cup. And then also with the Spirit, same thing, but they really only had sort of like Roosevelt and they were out with uh, Paige Nielsen uh, was issued a red card, so she was out in this match for the Spirit, so they ended up slotting in Andy Sullivan into the center back position, uh, which I thought was kind of, important here because Paige Nielsen had a really great game uh, against the Red Stars the last time they played. Really frustrating uh, player like Yuki Nakasato. Right. Really just sort of our our, right. our top line in general. So her not being sort of in that line, I think forced the spirit to sort of relook at some things. And well, I think their best option was putting Sullivan in that center back position. And I, she ended up being a yellow like right, right in the yeah. 13 minutes of the match. Yeah. But I mean... She was doing her job for the most part. Yeah, I thought Andy Sullivan did perfectly fine back there. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I was I was obviously surprised when I saw that in, in the team sheets. Um, I think probably the main issue there was that Tori Huster wasn't able to play, and um, word on that was just that she had missed some training that week, either through, I think, maybe a minor injury or, or an excused absence, so she just couldn't go a full 90, um, which you have to have a center back that can. And Andy Sullivan's a very smart player that already plays centrally. So pulling her back into that role makes a lot of sense. But here's what I think Washington got wrong, which is they've been playing Elise Kellen Knight in this left back role, which she can do and has done for Australia before. Um, But Kellen Knight really, in in my opinion, excels as, as a midfielder, as a central midfielder. Um, which is where, you know, they, and so they, instead of moving someone like Amy Harrison into that left back role and pushing Kellen Knight into that spot that was left open by Andy Sullivan, they had Harrison play further forward. And then they had, um, Kellen Knight at left back. And this is the second week in a row. A team has played a not natural fullback against Casey short and had short totally burn them on that. So, um, I it think, was delicious. Yeah, it was, it was something else. So I, I think that, I think that Washington had a bit of a tough deal because they were missing some people. Obviously, Chloe Legarzo was out with an excused absence. Mallory Pugh was out Nielsen and then Houston last minute. Um, that's a lot of people, but they, there were some choices that were made there to kind of mitigate that, those, those absences that I think, um, left kind of a gap in their midfield and kind of hung Kellen Knight in particular out to dry. And that ended up literally being the goal. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought all of that was interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially I think within like, uh, kind of these, this middle 15 of this first half, um, my God, we're talking about these individual performances and including a player like Roosevelt for the spirit, but, sure. uh, Julie Ertz in this game, just, ridiculous there was this one specific moment i believe it was in the 
fourth, 25th minute. I cannot remember, but I did, I did gif it for you all on Twitter. And there was just this one specific moment where Julie Ertz was just given all of this time and all of this space on this ball, just literally being a- allowed practically to just roam freely with this ball to the point where she just, just told, I believe it was DiBiase. It was DiBiase. Sit down. Yep. Like just sit down and stop. Just ended up breaking her ankles and she just took a seat right in the middle of the pitch of that, of that uh, halfway circle and uh, yeah, just kind of kept doing her thing and just help helping dictate sort of the flow of the midfield for the Red Stars and and not just Julie Ertz. I, I, something I don't want to go unnoticed within this match in particular is the play between Julie Ertz and Danny Colaprico in this match. I thought was especially yeah especially good. And there's been a lot of discussion out there in prior seasons, especially as Julie Ertz was pushed into the midfield hire for Chicago Red Stars in, in prior seasons last uh, last year and uh, even in early, later games of 2017 that. There was this big question mark of what does that midfield look like when it is both Danny Colaprico and Julie are sort of playing together, how maybe Danny Colaprico might get a little bit uh, less noticed versus a player like uh, Julie Ertz. And I thought for this match in particular, they both really helped uh, navigate things for this Red Stars midfield. I thought the play between them was excellent. Uh, loved the co- watching the communication between them as well. I thought that was truly, truly dope. Um, and I think just uh, was something good to kind of end that first 45 on. But basically, for the Red Stars, and I think within the last 15 of, of this first half, the game actually started to open up a little bit more for, for both pl- uh, teams on both sides of the ball. Um, you ended up having the spirit getting this uh, ridiculous opportunity directly before the halftime whistle blew with uh, Roosevelt just sort of finally getting some space on the flank, serving in a ball. And then I believe it was Harrison just trying to get either like a shoulder chest or stomach on the ball. And it just ended up kind of getting redirected um, out for a goal kick. And then that took us to uh, the halfway point. So I was a little curious, zero, uh, zero at halftime. Um, what type of adjustments were going to be made, if any, for either team, uh, honestly, but for the Red Stars, at the halftime, they're, they had uh, seven seven shots, only two on goal, about uh, 52% of the possession for this uh, first half stats versus Spirit, who ended up having four and one shot on goal and 48%. Um, so it was I was just kind of like, well, we'll see like how there, – there wasn't a goal, right? We're, we were used to seeing the Red Star score really, really early in these matches, and there wasn't a goal, but you sort of felt like there was enough there that – one would eventually come. But I think heading into this second half, there was also sort of that feeling where it was very, it was evident that Washington spirit had went ahead and changed up the way that they played because of who they were playing this week in the Chicago Red Stars, whether that was just, you know, had like it, whether their hand was forced to be just because of the players who were going to be out this week, but it was evident, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was just a little curious as to what we were going to see uh, in this half, but as this half opened up for for the Red Stars, they they rolled out um, with their their same eleven. They didn't make any um, substitutions right away. I think they wanted. I think they saw enough there from this team right in the first forty five that with the second half to to open that up, they wanted to sort of have them see it through. It that maybe within the first uh, fifteen they were going to get that goal. And eventually, it eventually did come, but not without some uh, setting the tone for this second half because in the second half got a little bit chippy got there. a little bit chippy got a little 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 bit chippy it was you felt like it was just going to start going that way once these two teams sort of were at that stalemate right at zero zero that the Washington spirit might have would have had to they're like okay well we kept you guys scoreless this long like 
is we're going to have to keep it going. And uh, right away, within the <laughs> within the first minute of this match, Danny Kuhapriko got issued uh, herself a yellow in the 46th minute yeah. of this match. Uh, fall on uh, Andy Sullivan there. But yeah, definitely got a little physical, a uh, little cheap, chippy. Uh, Julie Ertz ended up going down with a really big, like, sort of double, triple team collision there. Yeah, uh, that was, I, that was tough. I, that sucked to watch. Yeah, yeah, like right within the first five minutes, I believe it happened in the 49th or 50th minute. And I think my initial reaction again on Twitter was like, just, just nobody fucking touch me. Just like, <laughs> I don't want to like, just don't touch me. I just don't talk to me right now. I just want to like see this. Uh, yeah. I think it just ended up just being like a really hard rake along uh, the shit. Yeah, and, and it sounds like our, our buddy Jason Anderson, you know, he was lovely and, and sent us, he sent us some, some post-game audio and kind of kept us up to speed with stuff. And I think she was icing that after the game was over. So I think, you know, it hurt pretty bad. Um, and she had to take a second to make sure she was okay. Um, yeah, before we get, before we get into kind of the chippy stuff, I guess maybe the one other thing, my one other thought that I had during the first half. Um, and then also, I guess as, as the half continued as, or at least as Washington kind of played into the match a little bit is, um, it was, it was, and we can talk about this in kind of the larger conversation of the match, which is just that Chicago was playing a pretty high line when they were doing that press up top. And that occasionally forced the back line into some individual defending moments or, or some, some moments where Alyssa Nair had to come off her line. And it was, it was so interesting to watch, especially against the spirit who I think came out with the exact right game plan to play the red stars. Um, because I I kept I kept having like flashbacks to that World Cup period where Chicago would do this thing they would press they would you know be maneuvering around their opponent's box and then they'd get caught on the break and everything would fall apart and they'd concede <laughs> and um, I want to just you know I think that it's it's significant that that didn't happen even though they did sometimes get drawn into individual defending moments but all of the individual defending was really strong um and even just you know I think you saw kind of a mandate from from the center backs uh to kind of get in Rose Lavelle's face early um and I think that that was an important kind of way to try to keep her off the ball as much as possible and um this happened I mean we we can talk about some of the defense as the game progressed but um I think, you know, it's it's significant that the Red Stars have had four shutouts in, in this five-game winning streak, and all of them have kind of come through different kinds of defending, and I felt like this weekend's game had its own little wrinkle inside of that, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would absolutely agree with that. I felt like this game was just that type of game that maybe one of those games that we hadn't seen from the Red Stars yet. Like, we saw this we saw this Chicago Red Stars team take on a Washington Spirit team that came out with a very specific game plan to go against the Red Stars even sort of changing things up changing things up and maybe possibly I'm not saying it did but possibly maybe even throwing a wrench in what the Red Stars might have had planned um for this game but seeing them sort of stick with what they were initially going to do and then sort of force their way in breaking down some things and finding opportunities and and good spaces and finding opportunities in dangerous spaces right even though the again the the goals weren't really there the finishing maybe wasn't really there but the opportunities and the tactics were so I thought that was especially uh, promising to see considering 
like you said, the first match that we saw right. against the Spirit with against the Chicago Red Stars, where it just they kind of didn't have any answers, right? Versus this type of match where they they definitely had the answers. It wasn't this type of three goal or four goal type sh- shutout type of game that we've seen from the Red Stars, uh, but it was enough to get them the three points. And I think also impressive enough in a way to see that the Chicago Red Stars could sort of play almost a, a bit of this intellectual soccer and weirdly combine it with just their uh, strong mental game that they've been putting on display defensively. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as like pairings. Yeah. D- uh, Danny Colaprico and Julia it's had a great uh, game as a pair in, in this match. I would also, yeah, completely hundred percent agree in, uh, including Sarah Gordon and Katie Naughton within that. They absolutely had a great um, great connect, uh, connection within this game, sort of holding things down as two center backs. Um, seeing things play out on the flank between Casey Short and Aaron Wright when Aaron Wright was on the top line, because um, eventually she did get pushed out. We will get into the, the, the subs right now, but those subs didn't really happen until – the goal actually happened, which finally happened for the Chicago Red Stars in this uh, 65th minute. Really, really sort of interesting sequence that kind of led to this goal. Um, the chippiness was still there, right, for for this game. There was a foul from Roosevelt on Delicola Brico, who just fell to the ground. Yep. Uh, Roosevelt was uh, issued a yellow. Uh, free kick was taken uh, by Alyssa Nair. She can hoof that dang ball, right? Mm-hmm. And it got into uh, Washington's uh, sort of uh, defensive third there, and the Red Stars sort of maintained possession, and then there was a, a throw-in for the Red Stars, which <laughs> on as, watching it live initially, right, you're like, okay, whatever, dangerous throw-in. And this throw-in happens, it's short to right, and Aaron Wright connects back with Casey Short. And Casey Short just, we love basketball here in Chicago, just, just lobs this ball in back lob to goal city, lob city back into goal yeah and yuki nagasato who i did not think had the capability to dunk absolutely <laughs> dunked this goal on a header over <laughs> bailey completely posterizes her and and gets this ball past bledsoe and the red stars go up in the 65th minute one zero Pretty dope goal. Yeah, I mean, goal of the week right now. If you haven't voted yet, go vote. The the placement, the placement of that header is pretty insane. Um, and like credit to Aubrey Bledsoe, it takes good shots to get past her, uh, and that was a hell of a shot. Um, and yeah, she did. She Yuki slammed that thing, and it was it was great. Um. I, it's kind of maybe a, a payback for that open sitter that she that she missed earlier in the match, but um, yeah, she was feeling it, man. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it just goes to show. I mean, that's where I mean we talked about this a little bit last week, where it's just um, it's just those little bits of those little bits of class, those little bits of of just higher quality playing that makes you think that a team can always kind of figure it out. Like if they're presented with um, they're presented with a match and then throughout that match they can figure out ways to win it um this was a game that was never gonna have a ton of chances on either side I think both teams had three shots on goal each um and so that means that when you get the opportunity you have to take it and you have to take it well and so I think that's exactly what we saw um 
just yeah, very little room for error, and uh, yeah, they nailed it. Yeah, no, it was a dope goal, and uh, very little room for error as this uh, <laughs> the sub started to be made, right? So this 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 goal happened, 65th minute. Um, Chicago Red Stars uh, tried to like find some opportunity, but mostly I think during this final 15 to 20 was for me. I think it was mostly spirit it was just this amazing defensive performance from the red stars that just sort of kept this game um what it was you had ashley hatch eventually coming back um after this uh after the red stars go up excuse me uh one zero you have ashley hatch with these two attempts to try to make something happen for washington spirit but it it, it just didn't and the red stars started making their subs uh right around the 70th minute you had Savannah McCaskill sub on for Turner Davidson in the 72nd minute. So she shout out to Davidson because she ended up going 70 plus minutes uh, in, in this in this match, and that pushed Aaron Wright back uh, for defensive responsibilities on the back line there, with Savannah McCaskill sort of uh, being up top to to chase and maybe disrupt some things there. Uh, you had uh, the president Brooke Elby sub on in the 85th minute for Yuki Nagasato and Nikki Stanton sub on in stoppage time for for Vanessa DiBernardo. But within within that sort of 15-minute uh, time frame, you definitely had these moments where the game was this weird combination of both sort of a really amazing defensive performance all around from the Chicago Red Stars while also still sort of chasing for a second goal. Um, these really cool moments sort of with Savannah McCaskill trying to feed these balls in and watching <laughs> Julie Ertz. Yeah, to Julie Ertz <laughs> being given that freedom and that permission to just roam freely yeah, right. up top. And she did. And unfortunately, just I think just sort of the travel and everything started to catch up. Yeah. And was unable to really just sort of get that kind of toe. Yeah, that just looked like she was kind of just kind of tired, I think. Yeah, it was like late game, late game moment. You're talking like 80th minute, yeah. 83rd kind of thing so um but the red star is just uh having these really really just watching them sort of absorb all of this pressure and these offensive opportunities and these moments for the spirit and just looking completely unbothered i mean the level of cool that was sort of coming off of these defenders as they were just sort of absorbing all of this danger was incredibly dope i was just kind of like wow like it was a i think Quite possibly, I don't know yet because there's still a lot of soccer yet to be played, but quite possibly some of the best, uh, one of the better defensive performances that we've seen from the Red Stars um, within this season. It was really, really dope to see, whether it was uh, Aaron Wright when she got pushed back there, a combination of Katie Naughton and Sarah Gordon, and of course, uh, Casey Short, who was doing the damn thing um, all night, both offensively and defensively for the Chicago Red Stars. But the game ended up uh, closing out. That's all she wrote. That's all she needed. 1-0 1-0 for the Chicago Red Stars, and it gave them their fifth win uh, in a row. So that's quite the streak that they're putting on in this league right now. And at, and at the time when this game took place on Saturday, it had launched the Chicago Red Stars into the top of the table as the number one team in the league. And they were the winners for the very, very brief moment of the shiny-ass plate. Uh, but then another game happened. Uh, over the weekend, and now they are sitting in second place. But that's a good spot to be right now. Chicago Red Stars on top of the on top of the league table at number two. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's good. I think it's good that they won this game without. I mean, there there were some players that had some kind of quiet games, um, like Sam. You know, Sam Kerr had kind of a, a quiet game. Um, 
Vanessa Bernardo had kind of a quiet game, which I think that's that's not like their fault. That was what Washington was trying to do. And so even though Washington succeeded in some of their game plan, Chicago still found a way to to walk away with all three points. And I think that that's very significant. Um, yeah, it's cool because it's it's fun, you know, talking about Chicago and like the shield race. Um, they've always been a very playoff team in that uh, you can always kind of see in the back of their minds that they're just like, let's get a playoff spot. Top four. Let's, you know, let's make the playoffs. That's the goal. Um, but this year it really seems like maybe they want to get the most points in this season and it's not impossible for them to do that in the place that they're sitting right now. So, um, it's, it's cool to even just kind of think about them in that way, uh, when it comes to a points total and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was a good game. It, It wasn't the world's most exciting game. Uh, that one play in the 82nd minute where, Sarah Gordon, Sarah Gordon was like just so close to doing too much, but she didn't. She did the exact right amount. And then Casey Short tracking that ball from behind Katie Naughton to just whip it out of the goal was very special. Um, And to be that present at that minute of the game was was very cool to see. Um, Yeah, truly dope. Shout out to... uh... Sarah Gordon and her nail game because yeah, that, that shit was on point. Yeah, <laughs> this game it was like, in case you don't know, now you know. Sarah Gordon is literally here to mess you up. Uh, yeah, no, just just a lot of good stuff. I think in last week's episode and sort of previewing this match, uh, I very jokingly sort of said like, you know, are the Red Stars going to go undefeated in their second half of the season? And uh, it's honestly been pretty dope to watch and witness because they are right now. They are undefeated in this <laughs> second half of the season. It's kind of wild. Um, it's also sort of wild to just sort of take a look ahead a bit at the sort of schedule in front of them and sort of see some of these points that they could pick up. It's uh, weak, man. It's pretty weak for the next it's... couple of weeks. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like the rest of us can really do themselves some favors, yeah, right? Right. And uh, rack and rack up some points, yeah. but uh, you don't know until you know. Exactly. You don't know until you win those games until you win them or until you get those results. And uh, uh, everybody wants to be elite until you got to be elite, right? So we will see um, what the rest of us uh, will do if they want to continue to just show that they want to be elite, or versus if they're going to continue to show that they're that they are elite. So. Uh, they have uh, a game coming up against uh, New Jersey, Sky Blue FC. Uh, if you're listening to this episode that dropped, uh, the game is happening today. So some cool stuff could happen in this game. They're on short rest. They're going from uh, Saturday to Saturday in D.C. to uh, Wednesday in New Jersey. They, uh, Rory Durant has mentioned that they stood on the East Coast. They did not come back, so they're, they're, they're staying on the road, which I think is a, a wise, wise decision. Um, and as far as uh, this match against Sky Blue, um, a lot of good vibes coming out of Sky Blue right now. Um, they've had some rough image issues, right, as, as far as their front office and their org as a whole. But uh, they've been putting together some pretty dope efforts to try and uh, right the ship uh, for this team. And they got themselves a couple of results uh, during that uh, World Cup portion of the schedule as uh, they said goodbye to their head coach and Denise Reddy. Um, but they've sort of 
uh, faltered a little bit as far as uh, getting some of those wins, right? So I think for the Red Stars, uh, even though they're heading in on short rest, it's just hard to sort of look at things on paper and think that uh, they can't go into New Jersey and at the very least come out with some type of result, um, especially considering that, you know, we look during seasons, you know, we'll have a, probably a better a better picture of this when we're recapping the entire season at the season's end. But as even within right now, it's 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 sort of um, it's sort of like not difficult to maybe look at certain moments within this season so far and sort of look at this quote unquote turnaround for the Red Stars. And it's hard to not maybe look at that very maybe semi recent sky blue game that they had back here in Bridgeview, Illinois, it's a continuum where they lost. And uh, people were upset about that, and they should have been upset about that. They were not happy to have lost against a Sky Blue team that had just fired their coach and sort of didn't have uh, really some elite players on the team at the moment, woke up and just uh, really just disappointed them that they sort of let that sort of kind of idea of home field advantage uh, not, you know, put that to use against that type of team kind of coming in quote unquote wounded. So I think maybe there was a bit of a, a little bit of a chip and we sort of saw this turnaround and now the Red Stars have kind of won, you know, these, these five games in a row. And now they're meeting another one of these teams, right. That we said that they met during this world cup portion of the schedule. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, they could keep the trend going and pick um, up more points. Well, yeah. I mean, one of the things Roy Dame said after this match against Washington was, um, Jason asked him, you know, what they, he, what, what he would credit the turnaround to in a large scope um, after that Sky Blue loss. And he, you know, he mostly just credited, you know, he credited the players. He just said, you know, he, he, he said he wished that he could say it was some master tactical thing, but it just the players came together they started working just a little bit harder they started raising the level and they started giving a bit more and with a team this talented that's kind of made all the difference um they're going to be tired against sky blue um but yeah i mean it's a it's not the same team that played sky blue right before the world cup final it's just not the same people it's not you know, I don't think you can really compare. Um, and I mean, I don't know if if the outside stuff would freak them out. This would be a record set for the club, right? Six straight wins. They've never done that before. Um, this would also put them back at the top of the table. And so I don't know if that kind of stuff, if they're going to feel pressure from that kind of stuff. But I would hope that they would just take it like another soccer game. Uh, Sam Kerr plays really well at your sack. Thank God it's not at Red Bull. Um, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and so you you would think you would think they would be able to get a result out of this. If they didn't, you know, not the end of the world. It would be weird. But um, yeah, you would think that they would be able to do that. And also, I mean, that's that for them too. This is good. This is the first short rest thing they have to do. They're going to do their second next week. Um, you got to pick up these points because again, you know, the hard one's going to be the short rest going to Portland. So um, this is an opportunity for them to just keep pace, play 90 minutes of a soccer game. Nobody get hurt. And uh, yeah, just put a few in the back of the net. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, just with the short rest, it'll be interesting to sort of see if there is um, 
the type of uh, player rotation that we could possibly see in a game like this, um, what we're going to take a look at. Um, one of the really cool things, just looking at the Red Star sort of rolling out with this, you know, quote unquote, we've been referring to it as like this sort of ideal starting 11, right? Um, with seeing a player like Aaron Wright starting up top um, on the top line with Sam Kerr and Nagasato and having Davidson at outside back. Help, helping to hold things down with um, Casey Short, who's opposite that. And then having these options off of the bench, right? Just looking at some of these players, um, you know, whether it's, <clears throat> excuse me, whether you're having, you know, two Mexican international players and then Katie Johnson and, and Maria Sanchez or a player that you picked up like in Savannah McCaskill and um Danny Colabrigo had gotten this recent start, but you had a player like Morgan Bryan on the bench. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's insane. That's ridiculous to just think that you have these players um, within your 18, right. To sort of be able to pull, to pull out of or from. Um, so it'll be, I think that'll be interesting to sort of see what type of rotation that we see there um, against New Jersey. Uh, we, I mean, we probably could see it. Um, player in particular that you're looking to have an impact in this match player. Um, yeah, I'm about to do like a galaxy brain take, but, um, I want this game to go in a fashion that, um, that it's comfortable enough that in the 65th minute, Maria Sanchez comes on and she has a really good, you know, uh, 25 for the red stars and she like does some jukes and, and good corner kicks and stuff like that. Um, not only because I want Maria Sanchez to get more time with the squad, but also because if there was going to be a game where she might get some, it would be this one. And if she's playing, that probably means that something, well, that probably means that something has either gone very right or gone very wrong. And so I hope, <laughs> I hope it's the former and not the latter. Yeah. We hope it goes so right. Yeah. We hope it goes so right that my just gets 25 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That would, that would be ideal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, word. Uh, yeah, no, I would love to see it. Uh, hopefully we do. Uh, <laughs> if not, I would definitely love to see like, all of the former sky blue players. Yeah, right. Get time in this match. Like, yeah, I would, Savannah I would McCaskill see... should get her first goal, maybe or something. Yeah, right. I would love to see like uh, the Chicago Red Sky Blue FC stars out there against Sky Blue <laughs> FC. That could be pretty dope. There's what four of them now on this team. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll see. I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, so any of oh. the former, any other former Sky Blues. Uh, players for me whether that's a player like mccaskill katie johnson or nikki stanton well, I, was, Clare, yeah, I was gonna say in the nikki stanton of it all um i would also say if there was any game for julie Ertz to take a night off it would be this one and so i hope that her you know her feet or her ankles whatever are feeling okay but in the you know Maybe she can just play 90s forever. I don't know. She's very fit. We I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, Julie Ertz is doing something. She's a mad woman. Out right. There. Madness. But if know. there if there were any game where I would feel okay with her just taking, taking a seat. Yeah. It would be this one. Just Not saying she should, it. but if that is how she feels, you know. Nah, just, you know, just take the night off. Get right. you some of that Budweiser. Right. Don't stop watching. You know, just 
It's good. It's good. But we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, again, big fan of the player rotation on the short week. Hopefully, we see some of it, and hopefully, we see uh, some of these uh, players uh, that we all mentioned sort of have an impact uh, in in this type of game. And uh, hopefully, it's a good result. And thank you if you've been listening to this uh, as you're pre gaming it for this uh, for this match. You are very dope. Uh, and hopefully, there's a good result for you out there. Claire, where can the people find you and your good work if they can at all? Um, where can people find me and my good work? They know by now, right? You just somewhere it. on the internet. You can somewhere. look for it. You know, I do stuff for Hot Time at Old Town. I do stuff for the Equalizer. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm there sometimes. Maybe sometimes with the takes. If you want to follow me and my shenanigans, you can follow them all in the same places. We do previews, recaps, stuff you learned uh, on Hot Time in Old Town. We do cool stuff about the Red Stars on Equalizer sometimes. Um, we do, I also do some cool stuff uh, for SuckerTeamSucker.com. Um, the content is flowing. If you want to follow me and my personal shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter as well, at SanGarrera underscore, that's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore but i mean if you don't feel like reading your content if you only prefer to listen to your content i totally love and respect and support that and you should continue your support of the south side trap podcast the podcast that helps you stay on side with the chicago red stars and you can do that by following us on all social media channels facebook twitter instagram at south side trap pod with one letter p and you can find us and stream us on Spotify, Podbean, and iTunes. So find us, like us, uh, rate us, subscribe to us. Uh, that stuff helps us out tremendously when we're trying to put together some quality Red Stars content for you. Um, enjoy the game, and we'll be back uh, next week with a recap. Thank you.